listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, the place to learn about new technology and technological advances before they become mainstream. This is the Cisco edition, taking your business a level up. Let's get into it. As an Ingram partner, you probably remember that back in the old days, you'd sell IT hardware to customers. And after that, your job was pretty much done. Beyond the sale of the product, interaction between you and the customer didn't go much further than the sale or implementation. But times have changed, and as demand grows, we know you expect more. There is a stronger demand than ever for guidance through the post-sales interaction. That's why we've invited our next two guests to teach us how customer experience as a service is a necessary investment that will enable you to build a CX business quicker and stronger than before. If this discussion sounds interesting to you, then you are in the right place. So welcome to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. I'm your host, Rita Risha. Joining me today are Chris Heinrich, Senior Technology Consultant at Ingram Micro, and Clay Carpenter, Senior Customer Success Executive at Ingram Micro. Thanks for coming on the show, Chris and Clay. Yep, thanks for having us, Rita. It's a pleasure. So, gentlemen, in the context of this service, what does it mean when we talk about customer experience and life cycle management? Yeah, that's a great question, Rita. So, what we're what we're really here to discuss is customer experience being your end customers and how they use the Cisco solution that you sold them and making sure that they're seeing the value of that solution as quickly as possible. Why do you think there's been an overall shift in how business is done and this need for CX becoming more relevant these days? You know, I, I think what it kind of boils down to is even before the pandemic started, Cisco was trying to move towards, towards a more software-centric uh, selling motion and trying to make sure more of their offerings could be accessed from the cloud. And when the pandemic hit, we saw a big uptick in customers purchasing those software and annuity solutions. So CX is driving the adoption of those solutions with those customers. So what Chris and I do is engage with the customers on a day-to-day basis and make sure that they're happy with what, what you sold them and with what they purchased. And then it's ultimately reaching the objectives they first reached out for when they purchased a solution from you. Yeah, and, and, and kind of what Clay was alluding to as it relates to uh, the software, I mean, that's that's happening all across the tech, tech industry. And uh, what what drives a lot of that is, of course, the, uh, the, the ability to sell an annuities solution in the form of enterprise agreements. And a lot of those enterprise agreements come with a great deal of technology packed inside of those. And some of the time, customers don't realize what they're getting with this enterprise agreement. So myself and Clay help those customers understand that value and help them turn those features on and so they can better their practice and, and better see the, the productivity in that solution. There's also from a from a partner that is selling the solution, we're moving away from a traditional shift of, you know, selling a piece of hardware or perpetual licenses, licensing into that software and annuity space. And with that change comes a significant amount of risk to a partner. If they don't keep that customer happy, what could happen, because typically with annuities, they go one, three, five, or maybe sometimes longer than that, but there's always going to be a renewal date with that annuity. And if the customer's not happy, and if they don't see the value in that solution, odds are they may not be renewing that solution when that term comes to an end. So we want to make sure not only is the customer happy, but the partners that are supporting these customers also have customers happy, and they're renewing it and loving the solution. 
What makes this program and the work you both do unique? Like what sets you apart? I would say the number one thing is Chris and I are the only ones doing this from a distributor perspective. So for our partners out there listening, you know, we developed this as another flavor and another way for you guys to access your customers and scale across your customer base and drive adoption throughout all of them, right? So you may have some customer success managers or you may you know, have a project manager that's really helped make sure it gets installed. But what Ingram and what Chris and I are doing is trying to take that one step further, really drive into the customers, make sure that everyone's using it and it's working the best way that it can, showing them how to use WebEx if that's what they bought, show them how to use and turn on their security license if they bought five of them, right? You know, there's five suites in that security A, not just the two that they originally purchased. So we wanna make sure that they're using everything and that they really see the value in, in all of the different pieces that they purchased to begin with. Yeah, and, and Clay hit it right on the head. Um, when it comes to the communication and the strategy that we have, we're dealing with the end customers, which is a unique uh, position to be in at a distribution level. We typically deal with our partners a lot, which we still do, but we also deal directly with their customers, which is pretty gratifying in itself to understand you know, their business needs, why they bought that solution, and how they're solving their problems. Yeah, and, and from a unique standpoint, you know, we're the only ones doing this again. Like I said, there's there's no other partner, there's no other distribution partners out there offering a service like this, and and we're representing our customers, right? We're not representing Cisco. We're representing you as the partner when you're going to your customers with this. Yeah, that's very really great information there. If people start to implement this, or if businesses are implementing all the stuff that we've been talking about, what are the four areas? of their business that this life cycle methodology would improve or alleviate? So first things first, um, it would increase profitability. Um, it would allow you to, to reach more pieces of the business. So with an enterprise agreement, you can kind of add in all of a bit of a security solution, for example, or even data center or, or what have you. And especially as we move into a EA 3.0, which Chris can touch on a little bit, that's really going to help you dive deeper into that customer's overall portfolio and really drive profitability throughout. Uh, the other thing that I, I think I can mention is uh, this is going to create stronger relationships. So us being customer success managers and going into your customer base and making sure that their solution's fully adopted, that's just going to create stickiness just naturally, right? They're just going to be interacting with us on a day-to-day -day basis, and we're going to be passing that information along to you as the partner, or you're going to be deeply involved with those conversations as well. So you're going to see the customer really will appreciate the stickiness and the the attention to detail that we can provide and really help drive through them. Yeah, and like I said before, I mean the the the, the program helps improve those renewal rates, right? It helps reduce that 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 risk of churn um, for that customer, and ensure that that customer is loving that solution and increase that uh, and improve that renewal rate. Also, um, what we've typically seen in, in, in a lot of our opportunities is the uh, the ability to introduce. Uh, additional upsell opportunities, right? And the upsell opportunities can come in, in various ways. Uh, it could be just the additional users being licensed for a particular solution. It could be additional features and functionality that were uncovered during one of our calls and one of our discussions with that customer to realize that the solution that they that they have um, was lacking something, or it just wasn't turned on or enabled by default. Um, so those are those are those things that help build that and grow that um, that interaction, that relationship with the customer. How profitable is a program like this? Are you seeing any increase in revenue with the implementation of this program? 
yeah, so we've actually um, you know called out an additional revenue of of $150,000 in that uh, upsell opportunity uh, expansion um, discussion uh, across all of the customers that we were doing customer success solutions with. That's an increase of nine percent. Uh, over those opportunities on average. Um, so that's essentially an additional value that's presented uh, to the partner, um, you know, in, through working with their customers and helping identify uh, the areas that, that need to be addressed and that, that need to be um, fixed and expanded upon to help that customer with that solution. What would you say the biggest value add of this service is and why? Do you have any specific elements or components that stand out to you? I'd say the, the biggest value add is our direct-to-customer engagement, right? This is our ability to help you as the partner scale and reach all of your customers. So when you sell them a solution, you're, there's always an objective in mind. There's always a reason that they purchased it. And we're just here to help those customers realize the value that you already sold them. So the biggest value is, is us doing that for you, really driving your message home. And we can kind of be advocates for you as the partner so that you, you're staying close to all your customers and we're helping those those life cycles. When adoption barriers arise, which they can, what are the best practices to address them and what does that problem solving process look like? I guess I'll help answer that one first because I, I you do a lot of this. So, um, you know, when we work with the customer, uh, we work and define a customer success plan. So we, we work to understand why they bought the solution, what were those objectives that they're trying to meet. And then we also um, build a solution around any current barriers or hurdles uh, to adoption. Um, and those are typically uh, identified in m weekly calls with the customers to understand how they're using the solution that they purchased, what issues they're running up against. And we typically address them um, through through the use and leverage of our technical teams here at Ingram Micro. Um, so we do WebExes and, and webinars to fully train customers on a solution that they purchase. I'll give you an example. So collaboration, for example, is a user-based technology. And within that technology, there's a lot of users that don't know how to use it. And if they don't use it, they don't if they don't know how to use it, they won't use it. So the adoption barrier there is to train the people on how to use the technology. And we've done quite a few of those trainings with the customers into how to use the WebEx app for messaging and meeting and calling. But we've also gone deeper with some other customers and talked to their IT teams and their and their staff there and how to better uh, support their 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 end users and how to help train the trainer per se. And we've done a, a bunch of proof of concepts and demonstrations of product dashboards and best practices reviews so that customers can better understand the solutions that they purchased, can better formulate a plan to put those solutions in motion, and best support their customers in that. In that format. What facets of this role are you both passionate about? Like what part of the work that you're doing with this uh, initiative excites you and just really lights your fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question. Always a fun one to answer. So I'd say uh, I know myself and Chris have both been doing Cisco for a long time. I've, I've been in our Cisco BU here at Ingram for coming up on eight years very soon. And, and I've always been very partner focused, helping drive partner initiatives and drive partner profitability. The coolest part about this this new initiative is being able to, to reach the customers directly. So we've worked with banks and we've worked with schools and aerospace companies and all sorts of different end customers now um, all across the United States. So it's very cool all the different people we get to meet and talk to every day. And we, we can kind of see the Cisco solutions that we're helping our partners sell for years and how they're really being used and really being leveraged. 
at the customer level. And I think that's that's the one thing that really kind of excites me. And, and I have fun jumping on any of these trainings that Chris sets up to see how, you know, I, I think you did a, a training for a, a blind organization where there was, uh, yeah, there's, you, you, did a, you did a training for a uh, hearing impaired organization and, and seeing how they use the different features of the Cisco WebEx solution was really, really neat to see. Yeah, I'll echo those those comments around working with the customers. I mean, that is that is an absolute joy um, to understand who the customer is, where they're located, what they do, and how they service their customers and the solutions that they purchased, how they're using them. Um, because we all know from a, a, a distribution and partner perspective how the solutions work and, and how they fit. But it, to actually see how a customer is using them is is another is another piece which is which is really exciting. And also, what is further more exciting is doing these trainings with the customers and typically with the partners on board. It's great to see after the trainings the amount of, of great feedback that we get, not only from the customer, but from the partner. And the partner saying, hey, we couldn't have done that without you guys. That was an amazing value they provided to my customer. Can you do it for this customer as well? So um, it's just it's a great relationship to have. And it's, it's always great to be in front of those customers and having those conversations and showing them, you know, showing them the technology. I'm an engineer, so I like to geek out with that stuff. I think we can all geek out a little bit with that stuff here. <laughs> Speaking of those working relationships, um, what does your partnership look like with each other, both of you, like day to day? It seems like, you know, you have a good collaboration going here, having someone with that deep techni technical knowledge and other versed in customer service opportunities just generally as a whole. Like, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so I, I think uh, myself coming from more of a sales-focused background and, and Chris coming from more engineering, I'm probably a little bit better at asking some of those open-ended questions of the customer to really figure out why they purchased it to begin with, really dive into what the outcomes are. And I think, you know, from my perspective, having Chris there to really diagnose some of the more technical questions that come up and even understand those outcomes and figure out how that translates into a training that can really help them out is is really what what's nice about this partnership. and. And Chris and I are, have, have been working together for a year now, day and day, day after day on the phone, and we've, we've developed a close friendship out of that as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Clay. Um, we are different people, but different people complement one another, and I think we complement one another very well. Um, and that, that definitely stands out. It resonates, I think, with the partners that we're working with and, of course, the customers that we're working with. And you know, we have resources behind us that help with driving some of those initiatives that we're building. So you know, couldn't be happier to be in this role and couldn't be happier to be working alongside Clay and our customers and our, and our partners in doing the CX as a service. Sounds like we have a tech yin and yang thing here. I think I was gonna it's say really yin, working. Yeah, I was going to say yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to switch gears a little bit, just go on to another topic for fun. Um, I'm going to move on to the question that we ask everyone here on the show, which is where do you see technology going in the next year? And I want you to really get creative here because we've seen a lot of cool stuff in the past couple of years. Do you think at one point maybe we'll be helping customers in a fully virtual world or is that too soon for the next coming year? <laughs> well, if, if you're going to ask me about my views on the future of tech, I, I may be a little, I like to be this close to it so I can understand what's coming and I, I'm a little fearful that we might be all too virtual soon. You know, I, <laughs> uh, my previous life was, was in the field and I do like traveling to events and I, I think we'll get back to that from a technology standpoint of getting to events and getting, you know, Chris and I in front of a, a few customers at least when we talk about doing some of these adoption trainings and addressing these barriers. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if, 
if even Inger Micro invests in a, a space in the metaverse soon and we, we have a nice little virtual board meeting where everybody right. can kind of hit tech support where it, over at this window and sales over on this side. So. Yeah, and I think the the one prediction that I think that I would have is, and you look at today's uh, today's state and and where we're going right with software and cloud. Um, you know, obviously that's not a new trend. Cloud has been a trend that's been trending upwards for the last few years now. But you also have to consider now the hardware constraints that are going on, supply chain constraints that are happening. And you have to understand that businesses still need to conduct business. They still need security solutions to protect them. They still need collaboration solutions to be productive and communicate with one another and their customers. So they're they're looking for solutions that are, I guess, would you call it less premise-based, less more hardware-focused based and more cloud-focused, right? So while I do think, and I do agree with Clay, I think you can't just have virtual communication all the time, but I do think that for the time being and for what organizations need to do to remain, uh, you know, productive in the marketplace and to be you know, competitive in the marketplace, they're leveraging technology like that, which plays right into customer success. Um, because like I said, all of this technology is moving more towards a software-based and annuity-based offer. So there's very, very little hardware. There won't be no hardware because hardware isn't needed in any solution. But more and more companies are looking at those solutions to better their service and business. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen, both for hopping on today to our call. If anyone is curious to know more about what we talked about today, how can they find out more? Uh, so if, if you're familiar with Chris and I, or if our contact info is going to be on here, you can feel free to reach out to both of us directly. Or uh, you can always reach out to CiscoCX at AngerMicro.com. Chris and I both monitor that mailbox every day, so we're, we're happy to hop on a call and discuss any of this with you further. Well, thank you both for joining us today, and thank you for our listeners for tuning in and subscribing to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. If you liked this episode or have a question, join the discussion on Twitter with the hashtag B2B Tech Talk. You've been listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, Cisco edition, taking your business a level up, hosted by Carrie Roberts. B2B Tech Talk is a joint production by Sweetfish Media and Ingram Micro. To not miss an episode, subscribe today in your favorite podcast platform.